Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of 40K Radio. I'm your host, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hey. And Amy. Hello. <laughs> We've got a couple things to uh, talk about today. Courtesy of Games Workshop, they did send us some Underworlds boxes, as well as a preview copy of the Space Marine Codex and some Marine kits. But as always, we'll just start out by talking about what we've done hobby-wise lately. And we'll start with Amy today. Okay, so we're, we're going to talk about it more later, but hobby-wise, I am very much about this new Underworlds box. Um, it is so good, Death Gorge. We're also going to talk about um, they've made some changes to Golden Demon. And I know that I've said a lot of times that, like, I'm going to enter Golden Demon. But this box combined with the change in the categories for Golden Demon is making things look like it could actually happen this time. So we're there. Um, we're also, you know, sneaking up on uh, 167 days till Adepticon. So that's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. It's a lot of things up in the air. And I'm very excited to be back into Underworlds. Finally. But that's what I'm up to. How about you, Jeff? I have been delving into creating my own conversion pieces in 3d sculpting and getting them printed in 3d so that's pretty magical it's i i'm never going to be one of those guys who's going to be replacing my model my models for 3d prints because that's just not how i want the the community and like the the, this whole hobby to function but being able to say well i want this really weird weapon 20 times for the units I have yeah, and being able to just make one and make like a little con- conversion kits and just glue that to the original models. That is fun. It is, it really makes you feel like you have a lot more power over your hobby. So that's interesting, but it is a learning cur- curve. Uh, I did play some more, uh, some more of my Tyranids. I played against Necrons and woo. Necrons, hard to get off the table. <laughs> yeah, they uh, with, come back or something like that. It's crazy. Oh, with the right combination of of uh, uh, of characters and units, they uh, yeah they get a lot of rolling dice. Reanimation protocol and everything has reanimation protocol because yeah. that kind of replaces uh, living metal. Yeah, and their weapons are very efficient. They they feel like they have it all. I'll be honest, like I was looking at some of those rules and really made me curious, like how Necrons are not higher in the uh, the whole meta watch thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it did bring up the question is, are top tier tournament players really that smart? I feel like they're <laughs> missing something here. I'm mean, just waiting for the codex to drop because I think Necrons is the next one, right? Yeah, that or is true. Shortly that, after Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah, it's going to be one or the other. But I, I, I feel the, the actually what, what it did make me kind of think of is I think there's a problem with how the meta is being used because hmm. the reason why an army may be doing bad is 
may not necessarily be because it's bad, but because it's being targeted as such. Right. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, let's say, let's say you have an army that has some obvious advantages, and everybody agrees that if you take this these types of units, you can nullify that advantage. Then that army is going to end up at the bottom of the standings, which doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad army for the average player. It's just a bad army to bring to tournaments because everyone wants to cancel that army out. And I'm yeah, not sure that's a good way of balancing things. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes the other way too, right? So that might be really good because Sonny found some combo and nobody was expecting it. So they didn't take anything to counter it. And then that's like the best. And I mean, that really has an effect too on um, yeah, something might get nerfed that maybe is countered by this one thing that nobody brought. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It's, that's one of those things I'll never understand, right? Is the like the jumping onto the meta like because there is like the human component to it like there are armies that i am just not going to like as a person no matter how good i am i'm not gonna wrap my head around the ideal ways to play them and so i just like the like well we're all gonna buy this one army because it did really good and this is how you do it i just i've i've watched it happen in magic too when i worked at the game store and it's just like, oh, this deck is great, so let's all buy it. Uh, okay, I don't. That happens at my um at my local store, right? They have a a monthly tournament, ITC tournament for forty k, and whatever you can bet, whatever won the last big tournament, there'll be at least three or four people there that have that army. Well, and um, the the thing is, and this is kind of goes back to the are they so smart question is <laughs> you don't need to wrap your mind around how the army works because someone on the internet will tell you that's true right yeah that's and, and if you if you look at the the success that armies like say the elders have had it's not complicated there's no yeah. no genius sat down and really like crunched the numbers there was just a broken way of playing certain units mm. um anyways i'm just like Honestly, like none of this is ever going to affect me because I'm not going <laughs> to do like tournament things. The only thing that I hope Games Workshop takes into consideration is not to do the um, the FPS balancing thing, like how certain gaming companies, especially for first person shooters mm -hmm. or, or or MOBAs, they tend to they tend to level out and do their balance based on the top tier player, like you know that one percent of players that right. do actually compete seriously. And sometimes that has kind of a trickling effect to the casual player, like the other 99% of players. Yeah. Um, and it messes up their game. Like I don't, I'm hoping that we don't see that kind of thing where the majority of players get, uh, get ignored and get their armies messed up just so that the other 1% that does the serious tournaments uh, stop, you know, um, crying in their pillows at night. And <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm saying this, like, I'm being dismissive, but like I, I have no problem with like a lot of my friends are actually part of that demographic. Yeah. Um, it's it's mostly just it's 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 really on Games Workshop's shoulders. Like this isn't a oh tournament players are bad because they create this situation. No, that situation is going to happen, and it's up to Games Workshop to find like the correct middle road between the two, where they don't overcompensate one way or the other, and just let down one segment of their demographic so anyways uh yeah necrons really good uh 
but despite that, despite me saying that, like I, I still didn't lose by all that much. Like I, lo- I lost by one armor save at the end. Yeah. So Ooh, that's not bad. And I was playing kind of a gimmicky list. Like I went in with the um, a Crusher Stampede, so a lot of mm-hmm. monsters. But you know, even if you play Crusher Stampede, you should still have one or two units of not monsters. And I did <laughs> not do that because <laughs> I went in to have fun. Oh boy! And it was fun. It was a fun game. Like monsters are cool. How about you, Matt? What have you been doing? Uh, not much. I've been pretty busy with work, but I did get to play, which we'll talk about later, one game with the new Space Marine Codex to give it a try. Nice. Um, it definitely is Space Marines. <laughs> oh, so you, you won by rolling all like ones and twos? <laughs> Actually, so it, the, some of the changes they made, I, I feel like it's a little less maybe powerful than it was before. Um, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the Codex. I mean, we could talk about the Codex right now if we wanted to. Let's, Let's talk it. about the Codex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got our, our second Codex, Codex Space Marines, um, hot on the tails of the Tyranno Codex. Um, and, you know, it, it follows the same format as we have for the Tyranids. Um, and the only, I guess the only special thing about Space Marines, right, is they have seven detachments instead of six. Right. Because you get that that first company of detachments. And, and as always, you know, Space Marines, they get they always give them something a little extra. They're the, the poster mm-hmm. boys of 40K. So, yeah. I mean, you got to have a bit more detachments to accommodate the fact that they have twice as many units as the average codex. There was only there was only 126 yeah. data cards in the Space oh, Only. <laughs> only 126. Um, it's mental. That's so many. <laughs> like, you down. know, it's a lot. You know it's a lot until you hear the number and you're like, I didn't think it was that many. And then you think about how many have kind of just faded away. Or... Yeah. Ooh, yeah, so there's many. been, um, you know, I, like as they already kind of talked about, right? There's some units got lost in the, in the new codex. Yep. Um, I hope hopefully a lot of people out there didn't go crazy buying scouts because you just got a new kit. Yeah. Um, which was not on the uh, not out for order yet, though, which was interesting. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, some of the big things in the book is the uh, the primaries and firstborn, you know, the that the split between them is pretty much gone. I mean, there's still rounds and Razorbacks and impulsors still only hold one specific type of unit. Um, but a lot of the other stuff where it used to be separated, that isn't a thing anymore. Right. So you can right. kind of do whatever you want. Um, I thought it was interesting is they changed, you know, in our index, we had the oath of bone was real, all hits and all wounds, but now it's just real all hits, not all wounds. Nice. That's good. Which I think, yeah, cause it, it really used to be, okay, this is oath of moment and it's going to die unless I roll really, really bad. Um, well, <laughs> you're, even if you roll super bad, like there's rerolls and there's, so many uh, things yeah it, it it you could pretty much just pick what was going to die for one turn and, and only re-rolling hits now instead of hits and wounds at least there's a chance i think um which is actually is, is depending on the army you're using and how you're composing your army right there was a lot of times where you'd have wounds because they upped monsters and and vehicles on their toughness that you're looking for five to wounds anyway so losing that re-roll to wound 
makes those things in your opponent's army a bit more survival, which is kind of what they yeah. said they were going for anyway, right? Right. Hmm. Um, so, like you said, overall, there's there's six attachments. Um, the or seven detachments. Uh, the one again, the one from the the index, the Gladius Task Force still exists. Same thing. Um, and now what's interesting is the way that they did these ones in here. Like when we were looking at, they kind of go off keywords again, just like the Tuner one, except these ones tend to go off weapon keywords, right? So there's a, a uh, the Anvil Siege Force, with the, which affects he weapons that have heavy. Um, or I should say all weapons have heavy and then weapons that already have it get plus one to wound if you remain stationary. Um, the Iron Storm Spearhead. Um, this is Chastity Rising Rule for every unit. So it's sort of like uh, almost like the Eldari special rule. Um, the Firestorm Assault Force, same thing as the this one goes off assault weapons. Um, so every ranged weapon has assault and plus one strength when attacking within 12. Mm. The which is great for you know, that's great for uh just like the name implies, right? Flamers and, and right. all your assault weapons. Um and the Stormless Task Force lets anything charge after it advances or falls back, which is probably gonna be one of the more played ones i imagine especially since a lot of the stratagems affect mounted units right so that's sort of like your white scars kind of thing right um vanguard spearhead makes things hard hit beyond 12 right so that's sort of your raven guard and then the first company tax force it gives you uh once a turn you get to reroll wounds on your oath of moment um target sorry once per game you get to use that huh interesting so we're and, still we are still getting chapter codexes for some of them, right? So yeah, so Dark Angels, Blood Angels, um, Death Watch, those will get their own books. Okay. They could have they could always do more, right? Right. But these these ones here, these are just you know, it, it did kind of did what they what they s said they were going to do, which doesn't matter what color your army's painted, but here's right. something that reflects the army for these different chapters. Sure, sure right um and again every army has stratagems every army has their own enhancements and but however what's interesting in this one is that every detachment has the armor contempt stratagem mm -hmm. so that you're going to see that in all seven of them which is you know it was kind of the space brain standard uh stratagem but that reduces the ap of an attack by one so and it, you know what? It also makes it a little easier to just remember what space marines yeah. are going to have. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know that's. I think with the with the Tyranid Codex, all the strategies that each attachment has reflects that detachment, and I'm not surprised that armor content is available across the board, right? Because yeah. like, you got power armor and it's blessed. So here you go. Um, There are some new units in the book, uh, which we already, you know, we already all saw. Um, Games Workshop was kind enough to send us a couple kits for those as well. Um, there's lots of bits. We'll post some pictures of the sprues, but there's lots of bits for the the captain and the, and the different weapons you can take for your squads. Um, 
unfortunately, as we talked about last time, there's no assault terminator kit yet. That is uh, TBD. The one kit I need. <laughs> you never need Space Marines. I the never one time you need Space Marines. Of all the new stuff, like I like I went through my Leviathan box. Like, all right, there's I need some Space Marines for that thing I'm doing. And I, I, which which ones do I need? I need the Terminators, but I need them to be assault. Oh. <laughs> hey, we're not doing assault Terminators, man. Yeah, like because obviously my reaction was it's okay, I'll get them when the Codex comes out. Wah, no. wah. <laughs> and uh, and as we talked about, you know, a few minutes ago, the the Scout Squad is the only new squad that is not up for pre order yet. Yeah. Um, so it, it might have been initially. delayed. My like that you know how it is. Yeah, We're, we've been through it. Yeah, not part of the new initial way, but I'm sure we'll see it soon. So really, the only going, the only two new data sheets you get because the scout kit is is just a new scout kit, right? The terminator kit is just right. a new terminator kit, right? Is the assault intercessors with jump packs, which are almost a direct replacement for assault squads, right? They're just sure. they're primary dudes, um, and you get a few more options um, for the squad. And then the Company of Heroes or Company Heroes squad, which is really uh it's it's a it's a primaris command squad, or I yeah. guess not necessarily primaris, but it's it's the new it's command it. squad, really. Right. Um so there's you know, I guess now hundred and still probably around 126, right? Because I yeah. lost a couple, gained a couple. So yeah. Whew, that's so um, many. <laughs> And there's there's been a few rule tweaks across the board. Uh, again, the points in the codex are not necessarily the current points. And actually, when you see this or when you hear this, they should have already done an announcement that, hey, here's a new updated field manual that has the updated points for the space rates. Mm. So, it's like a guideline kind of. Yeah. The ones yeah. in the book. It's not I, good. They do it because we're all so used to it and we'll riot without them. But or, you know, in in 20 years when someone's like, man, 10th edition was where it's at. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm playing with my old my old 10th edition codexes. Uh, they'll have points to play with. <laughs> I I know I've said this, I think, last episode, but I honestly thing that codexes are on the way out because mm -hmm. they have become like i used to be very excited like oh, i'm gonna get all the codexes because i need all the disinformation all the, these rules there's so little in a codex now that is not immediately replaced and that is disheartening mm. like give me give me a, a a higher tier subscription to the app or to Warhammer Plus mm -hmm. that gives me access to the rules independently. Put out codexes that are rich, that really minimize the rules in the back because you know they're all going to get replaced or patched or, or eroded and really gives you more rich content for images, painting guides, like go for the fluff, give us some lore. Yeah, if you want to talk about units in a lore perspective, right? Like, if you want to build white scars, then here are, you know, thematically things that they might want to have. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. as far as rules are concerned, it's becoming very fuzzy what you're actually getting out of a codex. Mm. And 
I guess it's kind of viable for 10th edition. By the time we get to a new to an 11th edition, if ever we get there, it's not. <sighs> it's. I can't. I can't. Th- I know that they are already thinking about it. Like I understand how production works, but can we not? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like if they're already thinking about it, um, listen, I games member shop. If you're listening, <laughs> start thinking about a different way of distributing your rules that is not through codexes because those tires are threadbare yeah that said i will still buy a pretty book like put out the pretty books i'll buy them yeah yeah i'll i'll buy the pretty books but yeah i make the books prettier so i buy them because they're pretty not because there's rules in them yeah i mean not that these are not very very pretty they are Mm. Yeah, you know, again, it's packed with with lore and, and pictures and and art and you know a lot of new uh, new art, of course, right? Because we get yeah. a lot of primary stuff. But um, it's you know, I do think they they really and I get I understand why they don't. It's a business thing, but they really should be presenting that option of oh, you just want the rules, the digital rules for the app. Here you go. So, you know, spend whatever some amount of money and you get those instead did i did i talk about on the show how i bought the rules only book did we talk about this no all right so i because i i it was when i ordered the plague rats for underworlds i was you know it's that like borderline of free shipping and so they had the rules only book and i was like well i'm gonna get the rules only book that's great like fantastic i'll do that i love a little rule book so it is a little rule book. It is small. It is inexplicably hardcover. I don't I think like it's tiny it, and hardcover. And I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And, and I can kind of answer that. And I'm not sure that's exact. I, I can't say that's exactly what's happening with them, but I can tell you that this is what's happening. Happens sometimes in publishing is that the printer for one reason or another, We'll have a machine that's free, spare materials, all sorts of reasons, things that they are eager to liquidate. Sure. Um, or use as a, at a rebate. Like usually print print time these days is probably not something that they do, but like if there's one machine that they're not using for the next two months and you're saying, and they've got the materials to use it, they might just say, hey, you know, um, usually we charge this amount for this feature on a book but uh you're such a good client we'll give it to you <laughs> at a third of the price and yeah. obviously like the reason they're doing this is because they don't want to waste the materials because shockingly uh paper cardboards and these materials do have a shelf life yeah um they, they get really shitty with humidity and if they're not like they're not used in prompt order um yeah. and if you have a machine that's doing nothing it's making zero profit, you might as well just have it do something for a third of the profit. So this is stuff that's happened to some of my books or some of the books some of my friends have published where they get offered features for almost free or sometimes yeah. absolutely for free. Um, and sometimes I wonder if that's what's happening with some of the Games Workshop's <laughs> books. Because once in a while, like you'll have like, uh, you'll have a book that has a, uh, a little, like a, a page holder yeah, the ribbon. Actually, mm-hmm. For no freaking reason. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then you'll have another book that could use one or two of those that don't. It's yeah. so bizarre. 
so the, the I, other I feature know. the other feature i'm looking for i saw somebody had them they they keep coming out for like role-playing games but the sticky tabs that you can put in the book but they have like pretty oh, yeah. pre-printed ones that look fancy yeah um i saw it was somebody had gotten some from like a kickstarter in the uk or something the other day for warhammer ones and i was like yeah oh yeah give me them pretty sticky tabs that'd How be come... great that's just i know the kind of thing you'd want a third party to do yeah well, i it just want, but that you'd expect to yeah i think they're catching on it's just it just take it's just not as easy as like a D, &D book mm-hmm so yeah that was that was a wild time <laughs> so yeah um, games workshop more cool features in your books but um rules for free on the internet there you go no worry we'll spend that money on models <laughs> yo i mean very realistically like there is like i have to buy this space marine codex this weekend and that is money i would have otherwise put into a model this weekend that i'm not gonna yeah true. because i mean you know i need to budget my cash and the, if i have to if i'm forced to buy a book that means that's something else i'm not buying that's how budget yeah Yeah, it'll, it'll, I'm sure the printer owes them after the uh, Legions of Imperialis debacle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my, that's why my teeny tiny rulebook is hardcover for no reason. <laughs> right, those are supposed to be those. Like, yeah, okay. We'll put these instead. Tell you what, we'll give you anything you want, teeny tiny for free. <laughs> uh, uh, to, be, to be fair, it may not be the printer's fault. No. Yeah, no, I know. Um, so, and of course, uh, Crusade rules the space rings, you know, the Tyranids were uh, invading a planet and the space rings are going on some oath sworn campaigns. So you get honor points depending on the size of the battle that you win. Oh. Um, and as you gain those honor points, you can promote some of your characters. You can actually sort of, um, you know, reassign squads like an intercessor squad could become, uh, you know, in, uh, uh, excuse me, um, an aggressor squad or assault intercessor squad, right? You can kind of, uh, upgrade your, oh. upgrade your guys. Um, you could promote them or I'm sorry, that is reassigning them. You can upgrade them to the first company and get blade guard vets or stern guard or terminators. So, um, you know, let's you sort of personalize your forces. You win battles and, and you gain more honor. So it's uh, very space Marine. Yeah, uh -huh. so you're, you're nailing the thematic aspect of these detachments uh, and, the, and the crusade rules. Yeah, I think the, the crusade rules have just constantly gotten better. Um, squads can get honors, right? So marksman's honors, bladesman's honors, service, all things that um, increase your weapon skill, process skill. So it's, it's very, very thematic to space marines, just as the charity ones were very thematic to tyranids right the whole trying to invade a planet and the different phases that you went through right um having like um, biomass goals yeah exactly and this is right you're just trying to gain more honor by doing heroic deeds which is winning battles or, or doing fancy things during the game so killing characters and whatnot so uh very thematic for the space marine codex uh, i think they're not really knocking out of the park with their crusade rules nice i want more of those crusade books those it's, were so fun. 
I yeah. listen. Okay, we are way past due for them to announce what the next Crusade rules are going to be. Um, give us maybe a little bit of teasers of what to expect for the Necrons and Admech, but more importantly, because it may tie into all of these things, next season of Kill Team. Well, we have a preview coming up in like On the 14th? a week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am. Uh, I'm, I'm eager for that. Yeah. A week? God damn like it. 10 days, yeah, from uh, recording. I don't think I'm home on that weekend. Mm-mm. Welcome to 40K Radio, where Jeff just whines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like, they have to tell us about Kill Team. Yeah. Like, that is, like, the one certainty that I feel is there. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, right, since, since the next two codices are winter. Yeah. Right? Well, we'll probably see... Yeah. I, I can't remember if it's if it's Necrons or Mechanicus next, but I'm sure we'll get a, a little peek at, at that too. Sure. How can you told us which one it is yet? I think they're let me I I'll they, look they it up. the roadmap. Um but the roadmap just puts both I think in, they're just in like bubbles. They're yeah, they're in yeah. winter or whatever they are. So yeah, it's, we'll see might see which one is the next one. Yeah. Or maybe they'll like have another little contest for uh, Space Marines to lose. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> add mechs to lose. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so when I played, I just did the, the first company detachment. Um, and to yeah. just try to take a bunch of first company guys because we had all those nice stern guard and and terminators from the um, from the Leviathan box. Mm-hmm. Um so we only played a thousand points, but it was fun. I mean, it you know it felt, I guess, very space ringy, right? Is which is which is what you expect, right? Um, and you could definitely, from playing some games before with space rings and Death Watch, you could feel the not rerolling the wounds for your oath of moment target, which is yeah. a good thing, like we said before, right? Right. Um, but I think another you know another great codex if if they're sticking with this sort of design which we've seen too so i'm sure this is what they're going for if, if they can keep it up yeah. i don't think anybody without a codex i think everybody will be pleased with their codex except for the usual i complain because i can people yeah people that are never happy with their codex hmm. um yeah no they do lump them they just lump them together uh winter is admac and necrons and then spring so winter is like a long time. Yeah. I feel like I, I keep hoping I keep hoping they're going to dump some secret thing on us. I don't know that they are. It might just be because the holiday boxes, which we will speculate about at some point and I'll be upset about. Um, but I I want them to dump something secret. Well, in the we could like you said, right, it could be interspersed with a, a crusade book or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I, yeah, because um, it, it does specifically say it is the Codex Roadmap. Yep, yep. So, like, they're not talking about anything else. It's just that. Uh, and the spring is Dark Angels, Orcs, Custodes, Tau, and Chaos Space Marines. Which is a lot, comparatively. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're they're looking at... I wonder what they... What Games Workshop considers spring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, what do they consider winter? Right, um, it's unknowable. Time has no meaning. 
It also could be. They like, should okay. do it by. They should base their seasons on the events, right? Yeah. Like it's they LVO should. season. Great. It's Adepticon season. Great. Right. <laughs> these are right. these are things as the Adepticon Orthodox. These are things I understand. I go yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, Nova season. Here. I understand. Yeah. 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 Not, not this Gregorian calendar or whatever no. the hell. Like, give, Happy Warhammer Fest to those who celebrate. Exactly. Give right. me a give me a war gamer orthodox calendar. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let the world adapt to my needs. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, like we said, what they consider spring because it sounds like okay, here's here's one every couple months, and all of a sudden here's five. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's the only thing that's coming out, or no, there's true. no like big reworks. If they're just books and one model, right? I, I mean, that's fine. So yeah, I mean, remember, we're promised that every book does come with new kits. They didn't say how many, right? But we talked about that with yeah, uh, Psychic Awakening. Yeah, hopefully it's not another Psychic Awakening. Yeah, <laughs> a, couple, a couple new things, or even if you know, even if there's only like with the space rings, right? One or two new i mean taryn's got a whole bunch but right. one or two new data sheets but then some reworks of some really old kits yeah yeah and i i think if they approach it as in a way to either patch missing things or add things that are thematically uh lacking like say uh, league of votan when they get mm. to them this is one mm. that probably needs a whole bunch of new kits mm. uh, at the same time if you get to orcs like what what was on that list for the um the, for, for the ones coming out in spring? You've got orcs. What do you need Which to add for orcs? I, I have a request. I, I have multiple requests. Um, Captain Badruck's box with yep. his pirate grots. Could we put that back out again? I mean, Can that'd be terrific. A plastic swigeth. Yeah. Oh, don't even. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Like, if you look at it realistically, like orcs have a lot of kits. Oh, they have a lot of kits. They do. I don't They're think. Up there. I don't think they have that many kits that are still fine cast. So no. apart from doing plastic kits for the one or two that are fine cast right now, and maybe huh. one new thing, like, they could they don't very need... much use a new weird boy. Yeah, they that could. Weird boy I, model is. I see orcs. I see the orc release like the space room release, right? Same exactly. Thing. Yeah. One or yeah. two new things, maybe three or you know, ha three or four reworks of old kits that need updated, yep. updated models. Um, you know, cast space rings. If they're not going to do a, a separate codex for it, it could be the mm. the Slaneshi Marines, right? The noise Marines and stuff. Yeah. Um, or we could visit Vashtor again. Yeah, some more Vashtor theme stuff. Yeah, which would be great. Um, Custodes, I mean, I think that's a tough one. Yeah. I think that's the toughest one. I guess pulling stuff from Forge World over to plastic. Yeah, right? or like a I mean, hero. I mean, that's probably the most likely that thing. You, they could like they could toss in like a, a new tank or a new flyer. Or and, I mean, yeah. like some of those other things that go with them, right? Like the Sisters of Silence, right? That's in their codex. Is that in their uh, codex? I can't remember anymore. I, think, I don't remember if they're in that yeah, codex in the Imperial Legion's codex. Um, I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, it's unknowable. It is absolutely knowable because we yeah. have the app. Tao, uh, Tao, I have the, I have a hope. I have a hope for um, a lot more crew. 
same. So many, well, I mean, so that's the thing, right? That they did, they've done the kit for, for kill teams. Mm-hmm. Well, I would expect there to be more, more. Yeah. Like, let me stuff. run. I'd all love crew. to see if they're going to keep those Vespa in there. Please redo that kit because they're so oh, ugly. Yeah. yeah. Or even like JF, you know, you've talked about several times is introducing human auxilia into the codex. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right here. And because they've done that with other, like the, you know, Gene Stereo and stuff. Okay. So here's your, it's just the Cadian box with a sprue of, you know, human arms holding Tau weapons. Yeah. It's, that's all you need. Which and... is all I want for my Dark Mechanicum. Also, I don't, I just, yeah. like, give me an upgrade sprue. That's fine. I'll, or just give me rules. I'll kit bash. That's the best part about Dark Mechanicum, quite frankly. And one of the things that we need to also keep in mind is moving forward, we're, we're looking down the barrel of hopefully a new season of Kill Team. What do new seasons right. of Kill Team usually mm. in, in, entail? New units. So yep. yeah. there's a lot of stuff that might not come out with a codex or that the rules may coincide with the codex, but that we're actually going to get the kits in Kill Team boxes. Right. So That's true. I mean, I that's, see, how, that's how we got new Coot Warriors. Right. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it being in a kill team box. And then when the codex is out, that's when that unit comes out on its own. Right. Yeah. I am interested to see if they do like they're doing with Warcry, where if we're mm-hmm. going to stay with sort of a kill team vibe, like, because we, we, we know that the, the Space Hulk has crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're going to just kind of do that, um, I think we talked about this last time about like doing an inside outside. There's a yeah. lot of possibilities, but of doing the kits that are two kill teams and a centerpiece piece of terrain or some sort of like, if it's a functional piece, like we've had so many um, on the Gallo Dark, you know, like something that's really thematic instead of like, here's a whole nother set of terrain for you. Yeah. And, I can see them, you know, kicking off the season with like a normal full size or uh, a usual kill team box sure but then everyone after that it'd be great if it was just here's your two kill teams a centerpiece and, and a book cool and it's yeah you know yeah way cheaper than mm-hmm. than what you because get. we have so much terrain yeah. so and, much and i mean it in a way you can kind of borrow from the uh the conquest magazine model where it's and mm. that is a little bit what they did last season with kill team where all right, well, you yeah. bought one kill team box and that's enough to like play kill team. But if you buy a second one, that's enough to play some 40K. Mm-hmm. And in in, a, in a, the case of last season, like if you bought all four of the boxes, you had enough for two tables of 40K, which is a bit much. Yeah. But scale that down so that after a season of kill team, if you buy all four boxes, the the size of what's in those boxes is the equivalent of maybe half of what we got last season. Mm-hmm. And you do wind yeah. up with a table of 40k. I yeah. mean, it's a fun way of getting into the hobby or just starting over in the hobby in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this year let's do let's do kill team this year, and uh, and once we're done with kill team, that'll be our our jumping off point to our next uh, our next leg of 40k. Right. I think what what I'm what will interest me is what they do with the the Dark Angels Codex. Mm. because right. right all the bikes and land spears haven't discontinued but all the ravenwing stuff ravenwing bike squad still available hmm. right to order yeah it's you know it's it's a, a direct only thing but are they gonna 
flip those to something else or are they going to update and just do a new kit and now it's okay so Ravenwing still has bikes and land speeders but here's their it's just them and here's their kits right because that's that's a good opportunity also for the design team to do relic bikes like basically yeah. very much inspired into what the old bikes were having not the non like the 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 first uh, first generation or whatever look of the bikes but make them more detailed make them look a little bit more relicy add some doodads and some 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 bones i guess you can put a skeleton on there <laughs> you know you know how they do yeah. I, I have a feeling that ravenwing bikers will become just like the like what they say with Sterner now, where it's like, well, you could be a Primaris or a regular Space Marine. You just get assigned to the Ravenwing. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't know what they're going to do with speeders because those are just gone, right? Because there wasn't a Ravenwing speeder kit before. It was just, here's a speeder kit. But it'll be interesting to see. Because that's been, I mean, the Ravenwing has been such a, you know, a strong part of that codex for so long. Right, right. Um, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, uh, what all the new, what is what does Mechanicus and Necrons next? Like, what will they be getting? Cause Necrons got a huge, huge up, up fit. Right. You know, last edition. Last edition. Actually, uh, the, I mean, AdMac did too. Yeah. yeah they they are not miss, they're not missing a lot. AdMac no. is a, they went, I mean, they went from being two codexes. To yeah, to one. one codex with a lot of models. I mean, they could also always just say, "Well, you know, all those knights we've released recently. Well, those are in in the Admex Admex Codex too now. So there's all your new models." Uh, I, I don't guess, think they will, but they could. I, I guess, but the, the thing is with the Admex that with the knights is that Admex already have rules to add have Admex uh, knights, yeah. so they don't need to do that. True. I mean, the only things that they're kind of missing is big cannons on tracks which do mm. you which do you have with forward world yeah they could they could do those put those are it'd be interesting to see if like you know for stuff like add back in in you know custodians of just oh here, here's some stuff that was forward world only and now it's in plastic and here's a cool looking dude yeah like maybe we'll get another tech priest um i remember listening to the vox cast back in the day um and they were talking to Jez Goodwin about uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus. And it was like right when that second wave of models came out. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, you know, like they've got sketches for, you know, five oh, or six sure. more tech priests that they could do that would be like very different and very cool. And yeah. There's definitely, they could very much lean into the creepy, like, yeah. Because right now we've got things like the, the Dune Crawler, which is cool and like mechanical, and you've got like the Cataphron dudes. But all our tech priests are just dudes on Mechadendrite or on foot. Can I have a tech priest that's been kind of like bolt melded into a tank? Can I have mm. a tank tech priest? I feel like that's <laughs> something that they should do. Give me more flying babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, flying babies. <laughs> yeah not creepy you know you see chair models and a lot of people are like oh those are cute then you kind of have to look at them and be like well yeah, you know no, no, those are actually like not. babies that they took and uh sort of put a bunch of mechanical parts into because they thought they would be uh more in a tune with the emperor mm -hmm. so. 
anyway. Yeah, the Empire is the good guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, we went off on a tangent there, but you know, I think um, it all relates back right to the Space Marine Codex and yeah, their, yeah. their release. Um, I think it's looking bright for for 40k players. Um, I think you know anybody. I like you said. I expect Votan to be a huge second wave, just like Sisters was. Yeah. Um, I just I, I want them to speed it up, but I also don't want them to speed it up. You know what I mean? I don't want them to rush it. I want, I don't them, want to them to rush it, it up, but I also, I you know, I, I want everybody else to doesn't get a codex to get another detachment or, or something just, yeah, you know, um, yeah. but no, again, just like the Tyranid codex, none of these detachments are like, oh man, this is going to break the game. Right. It's just more options. Which is great. That is exact. Cause I mean, if you look at the complaint I had when we we're talking at the beginning about balancing, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Like, I want things that make the game fun because that's how you get people into the game. And uh, I mean, also selfishly removed from the marketing and promotion part, I want the game I play to be fun. Yeah. It's, I'm yeah. weird like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the one thing. Like, I, I, I have been complaining more about this edition than any other edition, but deep down and this this is a comment i get from other people i play with this is by far the best edition we've had yeah. so far and yeah. let us remember i was not in favor of having a new edition <laughs> at all mm -hmm. yeah i know quite a few people who in ninth were kind of like well you know i've i don't really like it i'm just gonna you know maybe set this edition out and then they're all back in all back in for 10th well i don't know anyone who did that because at the beginning of ninth most of the people I know were very much, oh, this is so much better than eighth. And it was yeah, at the beginning. Was. I think the thing that drove at least most, a lot of the casual people I knew away from ninth was like, okay, you're basically, you're playing ITC missions now. Yeah. That's what the yeah. position is, is just ITC. And they're like, well, you know, like I, a lot of people that came back, they like the cards, like the, well, I can get, you know, some, some random objectives that might change the flow of the game. Um, and now they've sort of combined the two into this really pretty elegant system that I think really works for 10. Yeah. And I, I think that it was one of the things that really worked for me in the, for ninth edition is that I was using the cards for ninth edition, the whole edition. <laughs> Yeah, so right. I didn't I didn't have as much of a beef with the edition as some people might. Well, Games Workshop was also kind enough to provide us with some samples of some Underworld product. Um, I did I do have the new two player starter set, which is releasing at oh, the nice. same time as the first expansion, which Amy has. Yeah. Um, I mean, the starter set is is great, right? It, it really is just a starter set. It's not too complicated. You have some older uh, war bands in here, the the Sepulchral Guard and um, the Iron Soul Condemners. And it's got the full rule book, the, the double-sided board, right? Everything you need to play right in this box. Yep, yep. A great, and it also has the Rivals decks, which kind of we talked about them a little bit last week. Um, they just, you know, well-balanced decks. You don't have to do any deck building. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a perfect starter set for this game. And it's got two 
great looking warbands. I really like the the uh, the skeletons in here. Yeah, I love them, and they they're great if you enjoy painting. Like, so first of all, if you are not in underworlds yet, uh, you should be. Um, there is no painting requirement for tournaments for underworlds. That's why they color the plastic. You do need to be able to distinguish your models from the others, but they are all super fun to paint because they're all individual dudes in that same way that like Kill Team and um, Warcry Warbands are all you know, very, or Necromunda, right, are all very individual models. These warbands are like that. Um, they're great for scratching that itch of, oh, that army's great. I want to make that army. Okay, well, what if you make like seven of that army or like four of that army? Uh, the Sepulchral Guard um, came out uh, close to the time. I think it was, no, I guess it was before. That's one of the earliest ones. It's from the yeah. first season. Um, real great with contrast paint no problem you just slap some slap some whatever that one is bone something on there good to go no problem some rusty metal get some dirty down good to go they look fantastic um you can get fancy with some verdigree you you sure can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that's your jam um i like the two-player starter boxes for the very new so that you're not quite so overwhelmed by everything else yeah uh, it's yes yeah. it, there it's it's a great i mean i popped it up and looked at it and this is you know i was in i'm out now i'm kind of dipping yeah, my toe back in with the, with the starter set uh so i have death gorge and death gorge is incredible i lost my mind uh if you watched the warhammer workshop preview video that i did the preview review that i did uh when jf was out of the country and so i had to wrangle our friend travis to listen to me yap about <laughs> everything travis uh, did a good job <laughs> he did a good job he said oh yeah in all of the places that he was supposed to <laughs> while i went on um i was so excited about this box um so it, it's very cool the the i really want to talk about the boards because we've seen the models the models are incredible um the the demonettes give me so much hope like they they tease because I want more things like this, right? I because they're all different and they all look like they've maybe received blessings from Slanesh in rather different ways from each other. Um, but they are all in that, right? Because we we lose sight of Slanesh is the god of excess mm -hmm. of all the kinds. And and I feel like Sigmar does that a little better than 40k does. Yeah. Um, because they have whatever his name is that's not gluttonous but is um you know they have him and stuff like that yeah a little palanquin being pulled by some crab dudes yeah um right so we've got we've got chubby demonette we've got forearm demonette and we have snake demonette and they are and i just want more of that i because like the regular demonettes are great but in the same way that like the new chaos cultists are so cool because they're all so weird, especially like the the more advanced ones. Um, yeah, I want that. And then Sephanir, Sephanir, the the squiddy octopusy guy. Yeah, yeah, he is he is sizable. I mean, he's not you know giant, but he's he's a full size dude, and it's very good um the the boards are beautiful because we're 
the Death Gorge has been taken over by the Everwinter. I think it is. That seems right. That seems like a dice roll that we have made up a word. Um, they're beautiful. Like the ice and the there's there's water and like I love those. So many people use them to take photos, like interesting photos of their models. Um, and this is honestly, these are good ones for that. Um, I have some that I did a while back of my uh, Nurgle Warband um, with some dry ice because why not? Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited to be back in with Underworlds and I'm very excited because they have reworked Golden Demon. Um, and so the categories, we, we have the Warhammer 40K single miniature unit or kill team, large model or vehicle. Okay. Age of Sigmar, single model, unit or war cry war band, large model or war machine. Great. But Amy, that sounds so standard to me so far. Doesn't it sound so standard? Is anything different at all? Um, well, we do still have Epic Scale, Young Bloods, Diorama and Duel, and the open category per usual. But now there is Middle Earth, Horus Heresy, Underworlds, Necromunda, mm -hmm. and Blood Bowl. This is so exciting. Yeah. So exciting because it was, you know, the, like you could, you could always enter them in any of the categories that existed, but for them to have their own category is very exciting. And I am so into it. And I am like, I'm looking at all of those Necromunda models that I have said, oh, I really want that, but I don't really need it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well. Well, I mean, I could just do it for this. Obviously. Uh, so it might happen. And I'm thinking that these demonettes are going to be it. Nice. Is honestly how I'm currently leaning. Because my one, my one sort of requirement was that it be something I could still get. So that if I wanted to, like, have a second go at it, I could get another one and, you know, do a take two. Um, a lot of those warbands that are out of print are going for a ridiculous amount of money on eBay. Did you just find a new source of revenue? I know because I need mine because they're precious to me. You know, what's interesting about that is right. Is so Moog's mob. Yeah. Right. Yep. Hugely expensive, right. On yeah. eBay currently going to be in the, whatever the war, the conquest magazine, the age of Sigmar equivalent. Oh, magazine. is it? Yeah. So I'm, I, wanna, I'm hoping... I don't understand why they were, but like, and so there's some of them that they released as like just like little unit boxes without mm -hmm. the without the cards in Age of Sigmar, but not all of them. And that is disappointing yeah. because, you know, because for this, you know, I don't need the cards. I have the cards. I just right. would maybe like some more models. Nope. Um, yeah, I'm I excited think... about the Middle Earth category, too, because there's usually some really good stuff in there. Yeah. And it's a lot of people like everyone I know that buys these models. They're like, I just love them. And I'm just going to paint, paint them, them and maybe someday someone will play with me. Yeah. And they just paint them so beautifully. Yeah. Mid Middle Earth players, especially when I worked for Games Workshop, they wouldn't necessarily play in the store, but they yeah. would buy at least one of everything. Yeah. Yeah. We and have one guy in my store. Just yeah. here you go. I'm not going to do it. And then would immediately pre-order one of everything. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. But yeah, those are some really... I. Let's just see a lot more cool stuff. Yeah. Demon. Yeah. The Necromunda one is going to be interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of conversions in that category. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of dioramas. That too. Yeah. That might be dioramas though. Like I, there's, the thing, there's like a line. That's the thing though. If you, if you make a, cause, cause what's fun about Necromunda is that it, the, the kits come with scenery. Yeah. Um, or rather not just come with scenery, but Necromunda has a visual style to its, to its scenery. Right. Right. So I have a feeling that that and uh, there's a kill teams category, right? Yeah, I, it's, I feel it's yeah. It well, it's the Warhammer 40k unit or kill team. Okay, that's different. Yeah, but I have a feeling that some of these um, underworld Necromunda we're going to see little not necessarily dioramas, but they're not just going to be the figs some scenic platforms yes mm-hmm. using yeah. the very signature look of these particular um these particular units i was thinking about i have the they only put out i think one set of the right because underworlds has like the blocked um um hexes and stuff right. like that and they did put out i want to say it was the first season they put out a set of scenery that you could use in your blocked hexes yeah. to just give it a little more interest. I have those. I feel like I might need to dust those off and give them a little painty paint job. I have, um, I already painted like the, one of the first ones, but I have mm-hmm. the, uh, the beast box one that I can't remember the name. I'd never used that scenery. Yeah. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the, They've really now they've because they've been at this for a little while, they have really honed the rule book in these underworlds boxes. Yeah, oh for sure. It's real nice. Like it's like here's your fluff, here's your stuff. Because this is what the codex would wind up being, right? Like the this is what a codex could be, because none of the rules for the units are in here because they're all on the cards. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's the other, that's the other 40 K option, right? Is if you're going to sell the codex, like if you want to package the cards, because right. that usually has minimal, like points change all the time, specific stuff on the cards does change, but less so. So if you want to like, just package it that way, that would probably be okay. Um, but still give them to us for free on the internet or for yeah. subscription. Please. Yeah. I, I um, think for free, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go off too long, but I think for free is a solution because that means people can get into the game faster. Yeah. Um, they've also really upped in this Underworlds book. They've upped the like, all right, so you want to do multiplayer? Here's like a bunch of different ways to play multiplayer, which is great. Um, I would like them to re-release the, um, the Gargant scenario. It was in a white dwarf. I have the cards. Um, it is like, I, I should really just photograph it and have a digital copy, but I have not. Because uh, that was one of the most fun I've ever fun things that I've ever done with the game. Um, because you just pick your fighter and you fight an actual Gargant. And the Gargant has yeah. a card and it determines how it moves. And like that stuff is so fun that you can just add to this, you know, game. I This is my favorite because it's like, halfway between a board game and a miniature game and part of it's a card game and you can convince almost anybody to try it 
like whatever mm-hmm. your gamer friend is into you'd be like come on look at what this has come on in. <laughs> i mean this is one of the things i think is lacking in general for all games workshop games is cooperative options mm, just yeah. in general like give me like give me underworld or give me war cry or, or kill team where i have a boss fight that i can play with yeah. my friends yeah well that's what the that's what the gargant was and it's it's incredible yeah mm-hmm. i like a good boss fight boss fights are fun because then it gives you that chance too if you've got that big bad model that you don't actually ever take to play in a real game because right <laughs> you never play games that are that big you'd be like all right we're this is what we're fighting this is our guy mm-hmm well, I think they should they should do more of that for Warcry, especially too, right? Because yeah, I'm um, not not Warcry. I should say Underworlds, because Warcry has the monsters that you can right. go off and fight, right? And they should just even if they just make rules for those monsters for Underworlds. You know, the other thing we haven't heard about that we may be hearing about at the preview is the next Warhammer quest. Oh, that is something that has kind of fallen off the radar, isn't it? Yeah, because we don't talk about the game that won't be talked about. Mm. Hopefully hmm. they learn from Blackstone Fortress and realize that people want these things and it should not necessarily be such a limited run. But <sighs> What if they put out those little spider bots again? Yeah. Hey, you know, he, okay, here, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> one, you, know, you know what one of the problems with having rules, not having physical rules would solve? Mm. Free up some skews. Yeah. yeah, because that's that's why sometimes they need to rotate things out is because you run out of SKUs. Well, no more SKUs for like codexes. That's like how many how many SKUs do you free up? Like 20, 30? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that shelf space in the stores. <laughs> you can fit so many models in this baby. Yeah, there you go. There's your solution. Uh, I like it. I am so against codexes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Death Gorge, I'm into it. I will have an uh, unboxing video on the Warhammer Workshop uh, YouTube channel. Um, and then we'll get to some painting videos also, um, at the very least on the, um, uh, whatever they are, the fish people. I can't think of what they're called. Iden of Deepkin. Iden of Deepkin. Yeah. And I should say that the, the, the stars that we were sent, there's two star sets right now, right? There's one that has more cards where you can make your own deck. It's got a different um, Stormcast Warband. This one has just the Rivals decks and is available at select retailers, which in Games Workshop speak usually means at Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, though. I like, I yeah. love Rivals decks. Yeah, So and also this box comes with the Rivals decks for these two Warbands and two yeah. other Rivals decks. Love it. And and one sort of surprise announcement was uh teaming up with Tommy. Yeah. For some four adorable Warhammer plushies. Um I only care about three. Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the one that's coming in late. Yeah. I mean, the Griffound is cute. But he's, he's not cute. a grot, a nurgling, or a squig. He's not a grot, a nurgling, or a squig. The trifecta of little now, guys. Now, I've already got a tiny nurgling, so I think I'm covered on that front. Yeah. But a grot and a squig, especially a squig. Yeah. I, especially after last year, 
and the Nash's debacle because he was a choking hazard and they recalled him and I couldn't get one anyway. And I would have tried not to choke on him. The, the Nurgling is cute. Well, the Nurgling is cute. He's not as, I feel like we're, why are we not doing sassy Nurgling? Yeah. Sassy Nurgling is what we want. Does Give Sassy Nurgling sassy have like Nurgling. a lot of gear? He has a, he has got a, a hat. On. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I don't know. They're real good. They're real cute. I mean, the Grot's got goggles and a, and a little wrench. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's a spanner grot. I did see the, I did see somebody post a, uh, um, cosplay idea and it was one of those grabby hands on a stick and then mm-hmm. one squig and then 10 <laughs> of the grots and it's like you're good that that's awesome. your that's your gretchen unit box yep. unit box right there yep i'm in so it is a little it is technically the little unclean one you could get uh you know how the nurgling base is just a bunch of nurglings in a stack. You get like fifteen of these and dye yeah, them yeah, just play just different colors and different colors. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, he, they are calling him the the little, little unclean, unclean one. one. I know some people who are like that. Yeah, <laughs> That's every child. That's you know, lot. you know what I just love children. Them. I I want them to to do a lim. It can be limited because I'm not going to get. It. I just want them to offer to people is the huge nurgling that is in every games yeah. workshop store now. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is that huge nurgling is not a stuffed toy. It is like there's a structure underneath. Yeah. It is it's more a bunch of fabric wrap, uh, wrapped around uh, something else. So. But I mean, they, they could do it. They do the giant teddy bears. They could do a oh, mm-hmm. I, listen, I like the like. There's the the uh, Snorlax like bed. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you ever seen that? Right, it's like a big bean bag. Well, but if they're going to do that, I say I don't want like an uh, nurgling or great unclean one. Give me give me a life size nur- uh, squig. Yeah, be even better that, that you could life ride size squig would be good. Like, give me a squig that's the same size as uh, as normal. So do we want to have a little chat about Necromunda for a second? Yeah, I do. Because I was just looking at it. Yeah. So they're putting out some new stuff for Necromunda. Um, there's some cool models, some uh, some Vansar uh, armors and some new. Uh, there's a that a uh, that new um, ash waste person with mm-hmm. an ash waste vulture thing. Yeah. Anyways, there's fun stuff, but also they're announcing that they're putting out rules for larger games of engagements in the ash wastes of Necromunda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Necromunda just becoming 40k? Hmm. God, I hope not. No, no, no. Back up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been thinking. Oh, boy. I don't want it to become 40K because obviously we already have a 40K and we actually we have two 40Ks. We have a 40K and a 30K. It's a lot of Ks. We're fine. 70K. It's a lot. That's too many. And I don't think that this particular rule set actually expands the games to sizes that are 40k level yet mm-hmm. but they're definitely bigger than what you usually do with necromunda and ash waste however 
as we're seeing more units now some vehicles and we're seeing some jet bikes and some power armor and all that mm -hmm. i'm thinking you know what if you're an enterprising spire spire lord or you're you're a, a resourceful pri uh, privateer or um, or rogue trader going to necromunda and hiring a bunch of these dudes Mm -hmm. to go on your mission to do things mm -hmm. like in large enough quantities that they could pass for i don't know an army that sounds doable that sounds reasonable toss in a couple of other models that you know can be hired by uh, by these types of people that we've seen in the past or can be added and you wind up with what could be considered maybe a codex mm. And that would be a weird new faction because they're not beholden necessarily to the empire. These are the dregs of the freaking of Necromunda. These are these are gangers. They're all competing against each other. They don't care about the emperor all that much. They've got their own problems. They're just they're right. there for for the money and for honor. Right. So they're not necessarily imperial. They're not necessarily xenos. They're not necessarily chaos. They're just their own weird thing. And then you get to have, depending on who leads them, are they are they pure spire pay uh, hired necromundans or are they are, are they with a rogue trader? Like, do we get a rogue trader faction that way? I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here. Oh, it'd be good. There's a lot of pretty models. <laughs> There's a lot of pre-models already yeah. exist. We already know that you can make an army where you have different troops that are from different planets and types. Sure. And that could be, that's, I mean, with the Inter Imperial Guards, you've got Catacans, you have Death Corp, you've got Kazarskan. Like, you've got all these different types of baseline units. Well, you could do the same thing with Necromundans, where you've mm -hmm. got, oh, I've hired a bunch, like I've hired a, a couple of gangs of Goliath and a couple of gangs of Eshers. And that's what I'm bringing to war with me because they're scrappy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and then they, they, they have their own vehicles and stuff and their, their little jet bikes and their power armors that they, that you can get to. And then you can have, you know, army rules and detachment rules that are very specific to that. Like, I think I was, uh, I was spitballing with Amy, the idea of maybe having a rule where whenever, uh, one unit of a different gang wins against uh destroys an enemy unit it gives some bonuses to the other units because they get all competitive or something like there's yeah there's fun stuff to be done there yeah be pretty it'll good. be interesting to see where they go with it because yeah. they're clearly going somewhere bigger than just basic necromunda and it's an interesting twist mm. yeah yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they, like you said, they do point out that it's specifically in the Ash Waste, which is that's where all the vehicles are. Right. So let's you bump up the cost of, or the total points or credits of your army for pretty easily with the vehicles. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see Yeah. where that goes. Um, so really we've been seeing you know space ring previews as as we get closer and closer to the codex they've been sprinkling some legions imperial stuff in there we get to see teeny tiny drop pods tiny drop pods. with doors that open um and the next white dwarf does have a battle report yeah. for legions imperial so you can get your fix there while we still wait for the 
the game to actually be released. Um, you know, I, I, they definitely, we, and you can tell that they're filling gaps, right? Cause the, right. the space Marine stuff and all the Warcry stuff, it's up for pre-order for two weeks. So yeah, you know, they're, they're kind of filming in space until they can get that book. I mean, cause it's not only reprinting the book, it's repackaging everything. Right. Right. So right. it's uh it's not a, not a short process. No, but, but you know, I'm sure the magazine went to the printer at the same time that the, the books were there. So of course they, they couldn't be yeah, like, they... Oh, we just got to rip this, you know, 12 pages out of the, out of the <laughs> and, but... yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Everything's great. Yeah. It'll get here eventually. You know, you get plenty of other stuff to buy in the meantime. Oh, the What's Warhammer that? day model is the, it's a Votan. She's amazing, yeah. and I'm mad about it because obviously I need it. <laughs> oh, and if you if you're a Warhammer Plus subscriber, don't forget to get your your models for that. Too, I'm having I'm having problems with that. I got to email them because yeah, it tells too. me, "Hey, your model's free," and I'm like, "Great!" And then I go, and it's like forty dollars, please. And I'm like, "Nope, no, that's incorrect." So I gotta I gotta email them. It's it's been it's fine. It'll work out. They'll fix it. But it is currently shenanigans. I do need that model though. Yeah, don't forget to don't forget to grab before time runs out. And um, we've also been getting our, our forty years of Warhammer articles over and over again. So we're getting close to that that actual anniversary day mm. with mm. their big uh, big big celebration. But um, it's been great to to read these articles and now you know like like you said before we're kind of getting into more current stuff like hey here's a current effects oh by the way a screaming killer um in Vashtor, right he's Vashtor. 40 years of warhammer here's something that came out this year <laughs> i mean that's fine he's no it's fine boy. but yeah i think you, you can just you know you can just stop doing it. you don't have to keep doing it it's okay um, <laughs> and uh and if you're not watching it watch pariah nexus Mm. yes the second episode dropped last week it is good it's um the first one but i really enjoyed it yeah i kind of have to like bite my tongue i was really happy that this wasn't the space marine thing and <laughs> it's a space marine thing now <laughs> so well at least it's not one of your typical space marine guys it's uh it's a salamander so and they're they're for the people they're very for the people and they make it show like it's 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 very interesting to see a solid you know a space marine actually give a damn <laughs> uh, well wait they all give a damn just one of them this one cares about civilians and doesn't step on them to get to the the things he's trying to kill yeah yeah it's it's weird that he's less of a psychotic zealot than the uh, the sister of battle right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and no, it's, it's so far I'm 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 enjoying it. They're doing a good job, and these are long episodes. Like they're not your ten minute things. Yeah. They're like twenty two yeah. minutes. They're this is good. Love it. Nice. Do you guys have anything else for the folks out there? Uh, I'm pretty sure they've had quite enough of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've covered it. All right. Well, we do our, our good friends, Geek Nation Tours, um, did want us to mention that they have their uh, Japan tour is now a guaranteed departure. So that's the battlefields of Japan um, from the 
Genpei War and the Mongol Invasion. Um, enough people have signed up, so it's happening. So please head over to geeknationtours.com if that is the kind of tour that would interest you. Uh, you get to tour a bunch of battlefields in Japan, and um, this he's done this, Terrace has done this tour before, so... Yeah, my uh, brother know. went on it a few years back. It's one of the best trips he's ever taken. There Absolutely adored it. I mean, Japan is already an amazing place to visit. Yeah. And when you have a tour and tour guys along with it, that can show you all the different battlefields and stuff. This is definitely a, a, one of the good ones to go on, I think. And like JF said, his brother said it was one of the best tours he's ever been on. So Yeah, you, you got to believe my brother. He, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've met him. He seems like a trustworthy guy. <laughs> to be fair I, I i don't think my brother is physically capable of lying there you go even better <laughs> um but it is the signature battlefield series classic samurai from the genpei war to the mongol invasions and that's over on geeknationtours.com All right guys post uh, connect with us on facebook or all our various social medias let us know what you're working on, post pictures of your models. You'll get to see, you know, not only in Warhammer Workshop, but on our Facebook page, some uh, stuff Amy's been painting from this new mm-hmm. box set for Underworlds. You get to see a, a, a hopefully an awesome squid model. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.